As many of you know, we were in uh, Colorado Springs last month. We had volunteered for a uh, Mario Marilla crusade, and let's just go with the tent. That's a new tent, nearly an acre, holds over 5,000 people, and it is full every night for four nights. We're going to move on here, and let's, uh, let's go with the prayer line, the next slide there. We volunteered as prayer counselors, so basically what would happen at the altar call, those who came forward would come back outside, get some information, pray with them, and get them back inside so they could go with the rest of the service. One of the nights, a young man, 12 years old, his name was Jacob, came out. He had just received Jesus, okay? The next night... Mario had come down off of the platform, which he rarely ever does. He was calling out people, pointing out people for healing. As he headed back to that platform, he pointed to Jacob. And he said, young man, stand up. So Jacob stood up. And he said, that asthma that you've been having trouble with, you can't breathe, it's healed. Take a deep breath, and what you see is a smile when that boy took that deep breath. I mean, what, that's, what else is there to say? In the meantime, we had meetings for three hours a day in the morning that were different, and Sheila picked up a mantle from that. So, as Eddie was talking about, Tuesday was actually a day of spiritual opposition for everybody. That's why Mario went down into the audience, and he overcame that spiritual opposition. But we all had it, and we figured out why the next day. The next day, we were called out to bring a message back to the states that we represent. So that's why I'm up here. First, God gives us the vision. Then he gives us the strategy. This next slide, this is our strategy. Don't mess with our kids. This is an initiative against critical race theory, against the sexualization of our children, and against the gender mutilation without parental consent. This is going on here in the United States. And they interviewed a doctor from Oregon. This doctor talked about how he takes little boys, and he takes their genitalia away, and he creates a cavity so that they can be like little girls. But this cavity never heals. And these little boys end up wearing diapers the rest of their lives. And we don't want this happening, not to our kids. Don't mess with our kids. I heard this, and I prayed a dangerous prayer. <laughs> I said, Lord, put me in the fight. So I'm calling out all the mama bears out here. I'm asking all the Esthers to stand up for our kids, for our kids' sake. I just want to tell you a little story. You know when you get married, the preacher's there. And he's standing there, and he says, If anyone has just cause why these two should not marry, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. So we know silence is consent. 
There's also a passage in Numbers 20, 9 through 12. talks about Moses and Aaron. Well, Aaron didn't say anything, right? But he was standing there when God gave Moses the command to speak to the rock. And he was there when Moses did not speak to the rock, but hit the rock. But he didn't say anything. But guess who didn't get to go into the promised land? It wasn't just Moses. It was also Aaron. Because silence is consent. So show the Lord whose side you're on by your actions. In Esther 4.13, Mordecai sent his reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. We can't hide and pray and hope. We have to stand up. And just like Mordecai told Esther, if you don't speak, it may not end well for you and your kids and your grandkids. And brothers, the Esthers are not the only ones being called out. Okay, we've got a room full of Esthers, but we got a room full of Mordecai's. Mordecai was the catalyst for Esther. We heard a really good analogy for this. Esther is the arrow that went to the king, went straight to the king. Okay, Mordecai was the bow that sent her. You need a bow if you're going to have an arrow. But more importantly, the prayer and the fasting provided the tension on the bow. We got to have Mordecai's. You can't just send your Esther's. You got to go with her. Be the strength. Be the tension. Pray and fast with her. When you were saved, you enlisted in God's army to save the lives of others. Ladies, let's start by saving our kids. We have the power of the Almighty God backing us up. When we go to heaven, and Moses has his story about how he parted the Red Sea, and his people led his people through, and felt that almighty power of God. And then David's talking about how he had that little slingshot and a little rock, and he overcame that giant by the power of Almighty God. And then they look at you, each and every one of you. They look at you and say, well, you were living in the last days. What did you do? So that brings me to our strategy. On April 13th, 2024, here's our story. We're going to each and every capital 
in the United States. And we're going with our message. Don't mess with our kids. We're done. So I'm calling all of you out. Let's go to the Capitol. Let's stand against these people that are trying to mutilate our kids. If we don't do it, maybe somebody else will, but it might not end good for our kids or our grandkids. In three days prior to this, we're going to pray and fast. This also comes from Esther 4, 15 and 16, where it talks about Esther sent a message back in reply to Mordecai and said that she was going to pray and fast, and she wanted him and his group to pray and fast. So that's the tension on the bow. This is a QR code, and you can scan this. There's my phone number down there, so I'll get you the QR code. In the meantime, before April 13th, we're starting prayer hubs all over the United States. This is just two, three, up to 10 people per little prayer hub. We meet once a month for an hour. And what we're trying to accomplish is to teach our kids how to pray and declare for our rights. This allows children the time to voice their concerns and pray over them. And then on October of 2024, we don't have a date yet for it, but we will soon, we're all going to D.C. to the mall. And we're going to stand up. All of us, Esther's, Mordecai's and our kids. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to call me. And we are trying to get together one million women to go to D.C. and go to the mall. Thank you. When David looked at the armies of Israel... He said, is there not a cause? So that would be our question to you today. Is there not a cause? Is there a more important cause besides just coming to Christ himself to preserve your, your family, your children, your grandchildren, and the generations after that? But we cannot remain silent.